0: Everyone who has doubted the truth of my voice. In the name of the Father. Do you And yet Christ still reigns as a king. The church has that. must be rejected, suffered, Theology tells us, world well, theology tells us, that the sin of scandal is when something having the appearance of evil is posited by us or by another, which leads other men into sin. This is the sin of scandal, classically defined. This is a textual case of that this week, and regardless of who is the source or at all for this. The Vatican itself has caused a grave scandal this week. There are nations publicly now advocating or proposing that they adopt marriage is between sodomites, the sin of Sodom and war. And this is a scandal. There are nations who now are lowering That this sin offends him in a most serious way. It leads to the damnation of numerous souls. And for the Holy Father to give the appearance, even if it's not his intention of condoning such a thing, is a grave scandal and a grave sin objectively. not God himself. It would be a form of idolatry, to be cap if you will, to think that the Pope stands above God himself, and that the Holy Father can change the deposit between the most private view To be very clear in instructing your children so that they have the right to eternal death, thanks to this objective evil that has happened from the Vatican. Therefore, parents who should have courage to speak the truth in charity and clarity to your children regarding this matter, to fail to do so would be to put your own salvation in jeopardy. And this means and includes a proper explanation how the Pope can be wrong in his private news expressed to various journalists at various at summary times. And unfortunately, we have had other scandals of this kind due to interviews with journalists. The other ones were only written for interviews, and they weren't even written. Faith is not a moving target. We don't have to get up every day and say, I wonder what the act of faith will comport today. Because maybe the Holy Father will change it. So the act of faith will maybe tomorrow not be the Trinity, but we'll talk about a fourth person in the Holy yeah. Relationship in God. That is absurd. That's diabolical. And the Pope has not, never done that. I'm not saying he did. But when we see things like this in news, it can make us. Father is not a, a living oracle of divine revelation. He has no authority, no more authority than I have or you have, to modify or change or add to or subtract from the holy deposit of positive faith confided once and for all time to the Church with the successors of the Apostles as its custodians. They are custodians. They are not proprietors. They don't own it. They have a sacred trust and if they fail at that trust, they put their souls at the risk of damnation, because they will be held to a much stricter account for every word they utter. And it is for this reason that prophets in the past have refrained from speaking very publicly and very freely. They must use great care, because it is their duty to be luminaries for the world. You are the light of the world, says our Lord. You are the salt. With what would be salted is good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden underfoot by men. If priests cease to be sources of salvation, then we are useless, and worse than useless, we become parasites and cancers of your souls. The saints have told us that the greatest scourge God can inflict on his people, the greatest punishment that can befall his We should pray fervently that God would spare us from more bad feasts, that he would finally relate and have pity on his church and deliver us from the scourge, the revenge of Sodom and Gomorrah, the Latin Mafia, the Satanism, the hypocrisy, the sins, the adultery, the abusers, the spiritual abusers, which are no less. spiritual child abuse that takes place when priests mistreat your souls. You are called to spiritual childhood, and we are called, each according to our rank, to exercise spiritual paternity. But to teach ambiguity, to lead souls into sin and to fire is a worse sin than the sin of child abuse. Because it leads to eternal death, whereas child abuse while it leads to eternal death for at least one person, should they not repent. This type of spiritual abuse leads to the damnation of souls. When we condone sin, when we tell those confided to us by Christ, the high priest, the eternal shepherd, our great king, he confides us with his own mission. And we cannot imagine Jesus Christ working here today with us, he's here sacramentally with us, he's here with us sacramentally with his priests. If he were here today with us bodily as he was 2,000 years ago, he would certainly not be encouraging the sin of Sodom. This leads us to another sin of scandal, and it concerns our country. It's a difficult topic, but you all know that the election is approaching. Every election, it seems, we're told it is the most pivotal election we have ever experienced. I'm not incumbent. I'm not here to analyze that proposition. What I am here to tell you is you have to think Do what you have to do to protect the little sisters of the poor. Again, there is one party that promotes abortion up to birth and after it. And there is another which, perhaps in a hypocritical way, perhaps not, does some to defend innocent life. To stand back and say, I will not sully myself by voting. You're fooling yourself, and you're not looking at the objective truth. You're trying to have a, ut- a utopian country. And Christ's kingdom is not of this world. It is in this world, and not of this world. That lacks political realism. If you look at the history of salvation, God in Isaiah refers to Cyrus as his anointing. Cyrus was a Persian emperor. He had his fall. He was not a perfect saint, he was not King Louis of France, and yet God, in divine revelation, refers to him as his Christos, his Anointed, the same word used for Jesus Christ. Cyrus reestablished the worship of the one true God, and he allowed the Israelites to return to the Promised Land. So regardless of whether he was a perfect He defended religious liberty and he defended the right to worship the one true God. Constantine, the first Roman emperor to convert to Catholicism, was also far from a paragon of virtue. Constantine even had one of his children murdered. Nevertheless, Constantine is considered to be a saint by the Eastern Church because numerically he brought more men to Christ. It would be very, very foolish to not support Constantine, because the alternative were men such as Julian the Apostate. And we see other apostates who claim to be Catholic in our own way. We have a binary choice in this country whether we like it or not. If you omit to do your civic duty, we may wind up with an apostate. of your children, or at least allow others to do so. On another note, we have, I read yesterday, that there is a, the cohen's of witches throughout the country are very much rooting for one particular candidate to me. Witches are the servants of Satan. The Luciferians, and the Satanists, and the witches, and the Sodomites, all of these people are very clearly back those who say, I will abstain from voting because either way, it doesn't matter to me. Both are equally evil, as far as I'm concerned. You may want to revisit your view. You may want to consider what the servants of Lucifer want, and consider whether it might be good to try to thwart what they're seeking by casting spells and having black masses and satanic rituals against Show himself to be the defender of, at least, the Little Sisters of the Poor. And I'm sure none of you want to see the Little Sisters of the Poor thrown in jail. It will come down to that. This is not a joke. I spoke to my former superior in Ireland two days ago, and priests are now being imprisoned in Ireland for celebrating mass. This can happen here, too. So you may have to swallow your dislike for certain people, the common good. Because the common good is at stake. The two candidates that we are faced with are not equal. I'm not saying who you should vote for, but I'm trying to help the church. This is a matter of life and death for some of us. If we can preserve our spiritual leaders, the nuns and the priests, from imprisonment, it's a good thing. And if you think the priests and the nuns should just mad and the martyrs I think that's a little bit ambitious on your part to volunteer your spiritual leaders for group. It's best to leave that choice to God. To say we have to just prepare ourselves and steal our wills for the great day because we're not going to vote. God helps him who he helps himself. Grace does not take away nature, it builds on nature. And to simply sit back with apathy and say, I don't like this candidate, so I'm not going to vote. So you're just as satisfied then if we have someone. Not something that will happen but it happened in Ireland, where I was stationed two years ago, with my old superiors is at risk of imprisonment because he celebrates the holy sacrifice. You're just as happy that the little sisters of the poor will spend their time, rather than serving bodies and souls, they'll spend their time fighting in court in order to avoid giving a more efficients to those they employ. You're just as happy. celebrate your victory as you are with the alternative. I find that shocking as a citizen, and I find it very disappointing as a priest, that any Catholic would be so blind and so biased and so hard of heart to not consider the great stakes that are at play in this election. This is not about endorsing everything that a bad man does. Venerable Full Machine says, The difference between a bad man and an evil man is a bad man is a man who sins himself. An evil man is a man who tries to make others sin, who leads others to sin, who promotes sin. We certainly do not have any saints ruling over us in this country, nor running for office. We certainly have bad they're not edifying the people but there is one group which are bad and there's one group which is evil it is a noble thing to prevent evil men from taking the place of bad men because at least the bad men have some redeeming qualities which are very important and which outweigh other alleged issues which evil men use to promote themselves Satan is never going to present himself as the king of darkness. Vote for me, I'm satanic. I'll bring you to the depths of hell with me. He's going to dress himself up as a nice guy, as a good man, as a man who has integrity. A swell guy. That's how the devil deceives us. He points out all the qualities in our enemies which should make us repulsive rather than allowing us to have an objective and grateful understanding of the many things we have received from those who maybe are not perfect, but nevertheless have done a lot for us. A lot for the unborn, a lot for marriage, a lot for the education of our children. There is a political party that wishes to take away the right of parents to educate their children. This party turns the state into God. It is the antithesis. Christ as King. Christ established the hierarchy of his church and the Savior of the family in a beautiful harmony, and there is a certain party that seeks to abolish that harmony and enthrone the government in the place of Christ the King. We have a duty to resist this party, a duty to promote the reign of Jesus Christ as King, and even if it's using very imperfect and very unsatisfactory actors. It's better to have an unsatisfactory actor than enemy. Anyway. And a vow enemy seeks to destroy you. Let us pray today for our Holy Father for his enlightenment. And let us pray for our nation that Christ may reign in this nation. The people that do not serve you will perish, O Lord, Lord, the Church reads, serve Christ